guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man and the Bald Eagle. <laughs> I was just going to chime in with an eagle noise, but I don't really know what sound they make. I don't know I could, what do, I could do seagull maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> could, could, let me throw it to you again. Beard Man and the Bald Eagle. Ah. Oh, that was really delayed. So it's a delayed seagull. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, uh, hey, Lucas, how are you? I am pretty good. There's quite a storm uh, raging outside. It's not snowing. Just the snow we have is getting blown back and forth quite a bit. Yep. Uh, so I was going to say the power may go out and I might lose you, but I guess I, I'm on a battery-powered laptop and my modem has like three hours of internet on it, so I'm, I'm, good, I'm good to go. I don't understand that. Hold on. Your modem has like three hours of internet? Is that really a thing? Yeah, they come, they top up the internet hopper, and uh, yeah, I have internet for three. No, it just got a backup battery, which I didn't. The last time we had a power outage, all of a sudden I realized I was still on Wi-Fi, not data. Uh, we hardly ever lose power, but it's because it has a little backup battery that lasts like three or four hours. It's fantastic. So you're telling me that your internet service provider has given you mm-hmm. a router, a, a mm-hmm. modem that is a modem slash router. So it, it's a one box, does Correct. all. You get your internet from that. And when the power goes out, mm-hmm. there's a battery that gives you. Wow, I had no yeah, idea that was a thing. Uh, neither, neither did I until like mid mid power outage. I checked and I had it. And then when we hooked up our generator, one of the first things I plugged in was our router to charge it back up again. Wow, I thought I was special because when the power goes out, we can still flush our toilets. I uh, mean, we we can't do that. So I mean, you, you kind of have us there. Well. I'm not sure which one I'd really rather. In a, Ooh, what's our next hypothetical? Which would you rather? Which would you rather? Yeah, there it is. Which would you rather? <laughs> How are you, Lucas? I'm, I'm doing well. It's been a good week. Uh, yeah, no, no complaints here. All right. Well, uh, how, we, about, how about you? How are you doing? Oh, thanks for asking. You know, uh, it's days like this that I hate. Um, not really. Days you get to talk to me? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't mind. I love snowstorms, rain. I really love rainy days and all that. Mm, but for whatever reason, day. there's... Cup of tea. There's, yes. There's something about windy days that I absolutely despise. It like <laughs> it grates at me on the inside. And and I, I tracked it back to the fact that... Um, I, you know, I gel my hair and, and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And, and I think it honestly, if we want to get, let's get real folks. I think it mm-hmm. comes down to a control thing uh, because I've controlled where my hair is going and I walk out and then boom. Uh, and mother nature gives you a, a kind of tuss, tousles your hair. T- or whatever yeah. Tousles my hair, rust me up a little bit, says, Hey, welcome outside buddy. And yeah. you know, just gives the nature noogie, the nature noogie. <laughs> It gives me the nature noogie and it just upsets me. I have a two second walk from my, no, I have a, I have a 30 second walk from my house to my office. And in that, I, I almost got blown away, man. It, it like, it's crazy. There's like a wind tunnel in between the church and my house. It's just a natural <laughs> wind tunnel that grabs a hold of you. Uh, anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, you do, you're Lucas, doing okay. You will survive. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Something finally, two things happened that are huge for us here at the Oxford Holy Club. Very exciting indeed. Very exciting. You know where this is headed. We have, other than my mother and you, <laughs> we have our first five-star review. We got one on the board. Now, 
Lucas, uh, it begins by saying, and I th- if I, I think it's a teenage colloquialism, but I'm pretty sure you pronounce it like this. Yes. Oh, see, I was I was picturing it more like yes, but like they spelled that. they spelled it with an A. Yeah, I, I thought I put an A in. Yeah, there. but yeah, it's it, it's it's I pictured as the sassy way to say yes. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, now a, a one world a one word you go girl. Oh, but okay. Uh, now it's by there's an opportunity for the the person that's writing the review to put in their name. This person has chosen just to put in a bunch of garbly gook. Um, mm-hmm. I, they've, they're, now they're a student. So maybe what happened was they retired. They fell asleep on their keyboard and this is what came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could happen, but I think, you know, these people, am I right? Well, I mean, I was torn. I thought about maybe not giving them an extra shout out if they're not even willing to sign their name to the five star rating. Ooh. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was, uh, Miss Chelsea and Miss Abby co-authored, uh, this long, um, beautiful writing about our podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me read to you the five the five star rated review coming down from Chelsea and Abby. Remember, they wrote this together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love listening to the podcast. I assume all caps means yelling. I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely love listening to the podcast. Chelsea and Abby, thank you for the five-star review. I am encouraged and discouraged all at the same time. I, I love the comment. It concerns me that it took two of you to write it. Um, I hope that you're still a listener after that. You can talk to Mr. Candy about it. The other is this. is uh, I mentioned at the very end of the podcast, we, uh, we talk about if you want to help kind of keep the lights on and just help uh, support future episodes and future endeavors with Oxford Holy Club, uh, that you can give a donation. And we actually have our first person that's come on as a monthly uh, donator. And so we just want to send some love out to our island dairy farmer that's come on board and support the podcast. There was a little email attachment, and I'm not going to read that uh, on air. But uh, thank you very much for the support. We really appreciate it. And every every dollar uh, goes a long way. So thank you very much. Means a lot. Means a lot. Uh, so Lucas, we, t- yes. we tossed out the riddle last week. Is that right? I believe so, yes. Um, now the episode goes live. As of the recording of this, the episode of that will go live tomorrow. So it's a little premature to start really talking about it now. But will, will we just... <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll just remind you out there that uh, if you haven't listened to this amazing riddle, uh, to go back to last week's episode, check it out. We're going to post about it on Facebook, get some conversation going, see if we can't get this thing solved. Uh, but once we get some traction and get that riddle out there, which it should be uh, by the time you're listening to this, it should be out there for a week. Man, this is really weird timing. Yeah, I just realized that as you were like reading that sentence, like, wait a minute, they haven't even heard it yet. I mean, by the time they hear it, they'll have heard it, but not yet in in the in real life in our time stream. Man, we're time traveling, Lucas. <laughs> I know it's happening, and I'm I'm interested to see because usually because I think most times I've done this, it's been with like a handful of people, and it takes them quite a while to do it. But I mean, crowdsourcing I think could be pretty powerful here if we get you know some of our fan involved and things like that. It could be pretty cool. Yes. Uh, so it's amazing to think that by the time someone's listening to this, it's already solved. It <laughs> could be. You know? Anyway, Lucas, hit us with that hypothetical. We need to have some like little music that goes with each 
each segment. <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, please delete that. Now, hypothetical. Um, if Jurassic Park was a real place, would you visit? That is the question. Uh, does Jurassic? Does this Jurassic Park um, already have a history attached to it, or is this like Jurassic Park from the first movie? Like you're going in for the first time. And see that to me, that's a very important question because that that could have a lot of impact on the thought. So I'm I'm of two minds, and maybe we'll have two answers. The first one is, um, you know, there's been several disasters at this park. Would you go if they said like we got it for real this guy for real this time? Um, or if it was like the actual Jurassic Park where like they just invented it, like would you be interested? I think if it was just invented, I'd be more interested in going. But now, so okay, here's the question. Now I now I have this question: Do I already know the history of Jurassic Park with you know vis-a-vis all the movies? Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park two, The Lost World, Jurassic Park three, we're at it again. Uh, Jurassic <laughs> Park, Jurassic uh, Raptors up to no good. Jura- Jura- Jurassic World, Jurassic World two, The Second Coming. Um, I. I I don't know. I don't actually. Okay, don't. Let, let me let me paint you a word picture here, and we'll stick with one instead of going back and forth between alternate what? timelines. <clears throat> Let's say it's in our modern day world. We've seen the Jurassic Park movies; like they all exist. They all exist. Uh, they all exist. Next summer, a well, let's say Google uh, cracks the Not dinosaur code and creates Jurassic Park by Google, sponsored by Google, um, brought to you by Amazon or something. Um, <laughs> Branded. Actually, well, that's one thing I liked about the new the reboots is all the branding and stuff they had was pretty funny. I thought that was uh, neat. It was a good touch because that's what it really would have been like. So, um, so it's not actually the Hold same on. company. It's just that the idea Hold. is here. Yes. You said that's what it really would have been like when dinosaurs were around. Do you think that they were? <laughs> this no, I mean like if a, if Jurassic Park was true, it would have all that branding. Oh, and, you know, for sure. The Velociraptor experience brought to you by, by Verizon or yes. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so you're, you're saying the movies have happened. All that is real world stuff. Google mm-hmm. has uh, cracked the code. It's brought mm-hmm. to you by Amazon. They've partnered mm-hmm. together and yep. they've created Jurassic Park on the island of Isla Sorna or Isla Nublar. I'm a Jurassic Park head, so I know the names of the islands. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> step, step uh, to me. It's it's a non-fictional island that really exists. Neither of those places. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Prince Edward Island. Oh <laughs> yes, Prince Edward Island, Cavendish Farms or Cav- Cavendish Farms? No, Cavendish. Um, man. Are there any islands it, off PEI? I'm sure there are. Uh, there's like a, a Sand Hill Island kind of thing. What's the other one that's out there? Man, I'm trying to think. What about Oak Island? I know that's off in Nova Scotia, but how about Oak Island? Let's say Oak Island. It's on Oak Island, so it's nearby. Not a big commute. Would you go? Um, mm, I think you'd have to, man. I think if they really, really brought dinosaurs back, I think you'd have to go. Although I would take all the advice I used to hear as my uncles would scream at the TV um, watching all the actors running around with these dinosaurs, I would take everything I've learned from that and really prep for this. Um, How so? Well, oh, um, well. So, for instance, when when things go bad, I'm not going to just keep running and then hide inside little trees and and all this kind of stuff. Uh, that was a big one. I just I have flashbacks of one particular uncle um, just swearing at the TV. <laughs> Can I say that? 
Just trying to save these people with his with well, his energy. Like, I, yep, yeah. Just oh, it was quite the time. I don't recommend that. Uh, but you no, know, I think what I would do, I'd really prep. You know, I'd be a clever boy. Um, <laughs> that's a throwback to the first good, movie. Good pull. Cl- yeah, cl- clever girl. Anyway, um, how about you, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I think I would go. Um, because the same thing. Like, if it if it was in the real world, like you know, movies are like it would work perfectly, except for a series of like stupid things that happened, right? Uh, and I and the, I don't think those series of stupid things would happen. Like a series. I'm not saying a dinosaur would never get out. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be a total catastrophe like you see in the movies. So you'd be prepared for a series of unfortunate events at this Jurassic Park. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would be. Uh, I, I'm trying to think what I would do is really if things went south, I'd find like a concrete like storage shed. Like they seem to have these like concrete buildings all over the place. I'd find something small but sturdy and just hole up in there. Like I don't need to be a hero. I'll just hang out in there and, and eat some of my branded merchandise chocolate bars or whatever and just wait till the cavalry arrived. Did that has that ever worked for anyone? When they've done that, I'm trying to think. Because they I know they taught they taught velociraptors, man, how to open doors. Like all you have to do is hold the other side of the door handle, and they can't get in, or lock the door. They can't pick locks just yet. Wow. Was it Steven Spielberg that that did those movies? I think so. Do the first think, ones, anyway. Do, do you think anyone ever went up to to old Steve and said, "Hey, Steve, what if the kid just held the door?" <laughs> <laughs> Just looked in the window and got you. <laughs> They're those like locks you have in your house that you can unlock from the side with like a like a Q-tip or whatever. What? Oh, you didn't know that? There are you locks know, on my house right now that someone could just take a Q-tip to. The yeah, thing that well, you're not I mean, supposed like to push interior, into your ear. Interior door handles. What? Oh, the interior, like the ones that have the little hole that. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was super terrified. Yeah, your, your exterior door is, is fine. You're good. Uh, yeah, well. It, it's Q-tip. How resistant. do you know? How do you know what my exterior doors are like? <laughs> I'm just assuming. All right. Well, listeners, um, I feel like uh, I would go to see this Jurassic Park that was happening in Cavendish. No, sorry, in, on Oak Island. Because uh, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a double... Um, win because not only do you get to see the dinos but you could also search for that treasure on oak island uh, and lucas and, you would go and, I'll, and I, I would go as well and yeah. i'll throw up a uh, a little uh question on our facebook page you can vote for jurassic park or no jurassic park we've we really got to make sure we time this right so that we're not creating some kind of inconsistency in in the space-time continuum like we've done with the riddle <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody gets one. Everybody, but I'll get- be on top of it from here. Well, oh, thanks, man, um, and thank you, Lucas, for for handling our social medias, man. Really appreciated you doing that. I'm looking forward to well, it. Well, I'm horrible at it, so it's great that you're good at it. And uh- actually, before we jump into the serious stuff, I just wanted to I threw up a question, a poll question, um, talking about trying to remember what it was as I'm. Stumbling over words while I'm looking it up on my phone. Oh, it was uh, a hypothetical that you tossed out. Yeah, the hypothetical and my, there we go. The question was, which is best, Bob Ross or dog? And we had 16 votes 
nine comments, and Bob Ross won by 63%, which, I mean, I voted for Bob Ross, but I really assumed dogs were going to get a better showing there than uh, sixty, than 37%. Wow. All right. So the people have spoken. Uh, you all yep. say you would rather Bob Ross t- uh, than... Than dogs. If you have no sweet clue what we're talking about, make sure you go back and listen to the episode where we toss out that hypothetical and make sure that you follow us on Facebook so that you can be a part of these polls and different conversations that are going out. Um, well, Lucas, thank you for that question. I desperately now want a Jurassic Park in real life. And I also, I'm also going to binge watch. I have, I'm, I'm going to be uh, flying to Phoenix here on Sunday. You love flying. I do not, but I'm going to binge watch all the Jurassic Parks and ignore even, the- Even ign- the third one? Ig- even the third one. That's a toughie. That's the one that my uncle was really mad at most of the time, was that third one. Uh, I'm going to ignore the passenger that's coming with me. Sorry, Andrew Barker, friend of the show and has been on the podcast. He's sitting with me, but heads up, buddy. Oh, wait. It'll be too late. It'll have already happened. I'm doing it again with the space-time <laughs> continuum. <sighs> For, forge ahead. Forge ahead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the not-a-sponsor part of the show, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does now, this one I came kicking and screaming into. It's called Spotify. And you may be using it right now to listen to this podcast or listening to music. Spotify is a music streaming service and it has subscription models or there's a free model that you can that you can use. Um, But it was one that I never really got onto. I was using other streaming services for different things. But as more and more things, you know, more and more technology was coming my way, it was connected with Spotify. I could listen to my music or my podcast through Spotify and I couldn't do that with the current one I was using. And so I tried tried it out, wound up getting the family account. So now everybody in my family is using Spotify. With Spotify, guys, it's easy to find the right music for every moment on your phone, your computer, your tablet, and more. There's millions of tracks on Spotify. So whether you're working out, but you know I do, uh, partying or relaxing, I I do like to do those. The right music is always at your fingertips. Choose what you want to listen to or let Spotify surprise you. I have really enjoyed that. This is now how I consume all my music and podcasts, different things like that. And in my opinion nobody does it better at soundtracking my life like spotify not a sponsor well welcome back ladies and gentlemen now we're going to move on to our question of the episode and it's a doozy but like all of them we're not going crazy deep crazy far in you could really go down deep and come up dry on this kind of question Uh, but we're going to just kind of give an overview of our thoughts back it up with actually our thoughts based on scripture and uh, and just have some conversation around it so this question is what is the trinity uh, Lucas, did you know that the word Trinity doesn't show up in the Bible? I didn't know that, actually. So it's it's a construct that we've made to describe how they describe themselves. That's right. And because it's not in the Bible, because the word Trinity isn't in the Bible, there are people that totally dismiss the idea of what we, what we would call a triune God, or let me put it in in what we've all heard, you know, Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, but three parts. And and because the word Trinity doesn't show up in the Bible, people are like, well, that's just not a thing. That's not real. 
Um, but all throughout scripture, uh, you can see all kinds of different uh, times where there's the Father and then there's the Son and the Holy Spirit, and, and they talk about each other. And and it's super clear uh, to me, at least anyway, from Scripture that that um, that this is in fact the case. But there's a lot of confusion uh, on the Trinity. Some people think that you know that that God is actually binary; that it's only God the Father, God the Son, and that the Holy Spirit is just the power uh, of them going forward or going forth and all that. Um, but I wanted to toss this question out for some conversation between the two of us. I did. I don't want to dominate it all. I know we talked, you know, leading into it, um, and I can be a talker at times. So when when I've talked about um, when I've talked about the Trinity with with youth group, you know, I'll bring up the. There's a great graphic on the internet that talks about this, but uh, I've always thought of the Trinity like this. Uh, I I've used the example of water and and how. You know, when we freeze water, it becomes ice. It's now a solid. Um, in its liquid state, we just call it water, but, you know, it's liquid. And then when we heat it up, it becomes vapor or it's, a you know, gas. Uh, and so we've got this one thing that, you know, one essence that can be in three different forms, solid, liquid, and gas. Now, that is a very, very dumbed down explanation and comparison to the Trinity, Um but that that's, lines up perfectly with my abilities. Well, I mean, it's because the Trinity is a mystery, and and even though at the end of this we can we can be like there, there's the facts. It's still one of those things that's kind of like, okay, but how does it work again? Because <laughs> um, you know it it's it's kind of complicated. Uh, what have you got here? Uh, well, I saw. I never. I don't think I've ever heard the you know the water, solid, ice, liquid, gas thing. I have heard a lot of the time the the egg explanation. You know, you've got the shell, the egg white, and the egg yolk, and it's all an egg, but it's different parts. You know, that sort of thing. They're separate, but they make up one egg. Um, so kind of similar idea. Um, and I also wrote down Holy Ghost because that's kind of one of the older terms for the the yep. Holy Spirit. You hear, have you ever? You've probably heard that. I'm sure. I have. I have heard Holy Ghost. Yeah. And I, it makes me laugh just because um, when my son was like four, he, we, we were somewhere and you don't ever hear it. So I don't know where he picked it up, but some, maybe it was like an old hymn or something. They talked about Holy Ghost. And then from then on, he only called the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. And I think because he liked, he thought it was a funny idea. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that, anyway, those are some of my kind of intro thoughts. And, and another thought too is, you know, you said we're using the dumbed down version, but keep in mind, even we explain it, you have to be open to the idea that you're not going to totally get it. Uh, and, and, and even the people who are like, I am an expert on the Trinity. You know, I'm sure they know way more than we do, but at the same time, there's some things we won't know because we don't, can't know everything about God. So, or the uh, Trinity. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you're, I think you're right on Lucas. It's funny. The term Holy ghost, I haven't, I hear it every now and then it's kind of a holdout term. It seems from um, an older generation, you know, a few generations uh, above me. Uh, but, but then I recently heard, well, within the last couple of years of, um, mercy me who, uh, you know, not a sponsor, mm -hmm. but, uh, I really enjoy their music, but they mm -hmm. sang, they sang a song that was all about the Holy ghost and, and the way, if you get an opportunity to check this song out, I would recommend you look it up. Um, cause it like the lyrics are, there's on a Spotify, you can on Spotify. It's like, there's a ghost, there's a ghost inside of me. And, and like they take it from a totally different, it, it, it's a totally different feel when you think about it in, in those terms. Um, but, you know, there's a few things that, that I'm hoping that we can hit on tonight. And, 
And one is just kind of breaking down if if God is one, which the Bible is super clear that that there is only one God, mm-hmm. um, then how can it be three parts? Does does that mean there's like um what? Demigods, you know, like uh you know in the movie Moana how um uh, Maui is a demigod, you know, like is yeah. is that the kind of thing we're looking at here where or or Mushu for Mulan? I don't I haven't seen that movie, but Oh, it's a good one. But somebody listening was just like, "Yes, that was the analogy I would have used." Finally, someone's talking about Mulan again. Yeah, let's bring that back. Um it, it's I think it's important that we that we discuss, you know, uh, how how they're distinct, how they're each fully God, and yet still there's only one God. And then we'll kind of um, do a summary here at the end, just with some you know some points. But I've got a couple of scriptures here, Lucas, that just talk about and and I just picked these like one scripture for each. But there's lots that you can go to in in the Bible. Um, so the point of what I want to show right here is that there are three distinct persons. So just like if you and Andrew and I were in a room together, there would be three distinct persons with distinct personalities and, and all of that. Does that kind of make sense? Yep. All right, here we go. Um, so in Philippians 1, 2, we see this scripture, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're seeing here uh, from God, our father. So they're making the point of saying the father here is God. In Titus 2.13, it says this, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So here again, we've got uh, Paul writing to Titus and and he's acknowledging uh, the deity of Jesus, that Jesus Christ really is God. And you can even, you can, I'm not going to go long on this, but you can even look through scripture where Jesus says, you know, I and the Father am one. Um, And he even says that, as he and the father are, he wants to be with us. Uh, and then finally, you uh, round the whole thing out with the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4, it says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So we've got three different uh, scriptures here, Lucas, that I I think uh, are pretty clear that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. Correct. I I mean, I don't know there's a whole lot to say. There's there's other scriptures that you can look up to see about this, um, but I think these give a very clear understanding that at least at these people when they were writing this n- believe that these people were were uh, distinct but all God mm-hmm. but not three gods no no not three gods and not two gods and one being the power three but one which is just crazy so Lucas if if that's the case are each of these are each of these fully God then how is that Can, well uh, what is that see, each person sorry what no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, each person is fully God. Uh, don't think of God as a pie that gets cut up and each piece is a third of the whole, but uh, each one is fully God. 
Uh, Colossians 2.9 says, uh, says of Christ, In him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. So we have to, it's, and again, it's hard. So if, if, if you're listening to this and not quite, you know, <laughs> getting it, it's okay. It's a hard concept. It's one of those ones that the more you think of it, almost the harder it gets. Um, I remember there was some math concept one time, and when I didn't think of it that hard, I could do it really easily. Like, you know, like a minus plus a minus is a, you know, whatever, whatever, like that one. When I didn't think of it too hard, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I get it. But then the more I thought about it, the harder it got for me to do, and I kept tripping myself up. So if, if you don't, if it's not like super obvious to you, um, it's not the end of the world. Um, so, Brad, I'm going to throw a an uninformed opinion at you and my own, and you let me know how close to the mark you think I am. Uh-oh. Um, so, well, no, and, and feel free to say that I'm off um, sure. by however many degrees. So when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of it as um, someone, you know, when you, when you ask Christ in your heart, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the Holy Spirit is the one who does the kind of the the nudging and the, the the guiding. And you know, when you start doing bad things, it's kind of letting you know. It's kind of it, it almost in in popular culture, it would kind of be considered almost like the conscience or you know, like the little angel on your shoulder. And obviously, it's 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 not that. That's kind of trivializing it, but that's kind of what they've boiled it down to. Almost is the one who's there with you, telling you like. This is, what you're doing is wrong, or I think you should maybe go this way. And it's not forcing you to do it. It's just kind of giving you a kind of a nudge and maybe stuff that didn't bother you before. All of a sudden you're like, you should probably stop doing that now. Um, that's kind of my picture of the Holy Spirit. And that's not the only thing that would uh, he would do, but that's kind of one of the main roles. What what would you say to that? Do you think no. I'm off? Am I Do I got it nailed? What is the, where am I at? No, man, I, I think that you're right on with that at... Um, when we become, like you said, when we become a Christian, it's the Holy Spirit that actually takes up residence in our life, right? right? It's not the physical body of Jesus. You know, we ask Jesus into our heart. Well, does the physical body of Jesus Christ come and take residence in our, in our body? No, the Holy Spirit, at least as far as I understand it, the Holy Spirit is the one that, that comes and lives inside of us. And, and I mean, I could talk a long time about this because it's something that, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about, but the Holy Spirit um, is is also, you know, um, can be quenched, right? The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being quenched. So the Holy Spirit, like you said, is the one that will come along and be like, hey, 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 you know. Stop it. S- stop doing that. And as we continue to ignore that voice that we hear, we quench. You imagine like a fire that's that's burning and you start to quench this fire. The flame gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Now, are we ever going to put the Spirit out? Um, that's another conversation that, that we can have. Um, but we can quench the Holy Spirit's role in our life. There are people that have accepted Jesus, but don't understand the role and the person of the Holy Spirit. And how I would describe, um, at least let me know, let me say it like this. I found myself a defeated Christian because I didn't understand who the Holy Spirit was and the role that he played in my life. Um, and it wasn't until I understood the fact that that God lives inside of me through the Holy Spirit and began searching and seeking the roles of the Holy Spirit, you know, like what you just said. You know, uh, G- Jesus said that it was good that he goes so that he could send the Holy Spirit to us and that the Holy Spirit would teach us the things that Jesus couldn't teach us, which is crazy to think about that mm. that Jesus was holding back 
information from the disciples. He said, there, there is much more I want to teach you, but you cannot bear it now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth and he will, or, and he will teach you. So the Holy Spirit teaches us as well. When you open up your Bible and start to read, it's the Holy Spirit that, that, that brings those words alive to us. It, you know, um, and, and the fact that we want to sometimes just kind of uh, push the Holy Spirit off to the side. Cause here's what I've learned about the Holy Spirit is that he has his own personality. And, and oftentimes when we think of the Holy Spirit, we, uh, we think he's like the, how do I, how would I describe this? The wild one of the bunch that does what he wants, when he wants, when, and, and we like to control things, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon His people, you know, if you look at it in Acts with the with the, the with the the Jewish people, and then later when the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentiles, like what happened there? People changed when the Holy when you're filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit of God, you cannot be the same. Just look at Peter. Uh, oh boy, I'm preaching. Um, <laughs> but when like when when what before Peter received the Holy Spirit. He was, Jesus had just ascended and was gone. Peter tried to go back to business as usual and tried to fill Judas Iscariot's spot in the disciples, right? Like he's like, okay, well, Jesus is gone. Now let's, um, let's get back Got to business. Got the lineup. Well, there's, yeah, no, really. And they cast lots to figure out which disciple should be the next one. Really? Like they, mm. they cast lots. There wasn't a conversation. There wasn't a conversation of about the giftings, about the spirit of the person, none of this stuff. And, and then when the Holy Spirit came, you can read all about it in Acts. Peter got up and delivered this amazing sermon that talked about Jesus, about the promise of the Holy Spirit coming that was in Joel, about all these different things. And later, when they were selecting um, other people to go out and do ministry, so Stephen was one of them. When Stephen was selected, he was selected because of, um, of being filled with the Spirit. That was one now of the requirements for, mm. for leadership. Um, so the Holy Spirit is the active, pr- uh, present God here in me, in you, and in the church. And not only that, but he's also out right now. Um, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to go out and to, to, to bring people to the place where they'll accept Christ. So he, we call it prevenient grace in the church. He's, he's going out to those people that aren't saved and he's trying to speak to them. And if, if you know, non-Christians, and if they'll stop and listen, we often think so much that's on us to, to lead these people, but the whole, and, and we have our part to play, but, oh man, I'm really going here. But the Holy <laughs> but it's the Holy Spirit that goes out and does all that. You know, Jesus said that he'll build his church. Um, now, does that take the onus off of me then to be faithful and true and all that? Absolutely not. He's called me to something and I want to be faithful. But it takes an awful lot of pressure off and and puts God where he belongs uh, when I realize that he's going to build his church and the Holy Spirit's here going out and and convincing the world and, and all of that. Some people will receive, some people will not. Some Christians will... will uh, will live defeated and feel that like they have no power and no authority over the darkness. And some will understand who the Holy Spirit is and let him be him for them. Um, <sighs> I like your point about how it's not, it's not on us to convince people. And that's one of the ones that I've struggled with in the past is, you know, like, Oh, I can never talk to him about Jesus. Cause I don't have all the answers. You know, I may, you know, I remember back when I was in high school, like, Oh, I haven't even read the whole Bible. And, and I haven't, you know, I've only, 
Reno read this and that, and I don't have all, I don't have a degree. And I, what if they ask me a hard question? I don't know. That's not what it's about. It's about just starting a relationship. And, and all God asks us to do is be obedient. Like he doesn't ask us to have all the answers and, and to be fully equipped. Like he'll, he'll give us what we need and it's possible. You'll talk to somebody and they'll say, yep, no, thanks. Um, that's fine. But you were obedient. That's and right. It's just proving to God that you will listen to him when he's asking you to do something. And, and that's what, you know, it's, it's, that's what I like. It takes the pressure off because it's, it's not up to you. You're just, you're just throwing the first kind of, you know, you're kind of throwing the ceremonial opening pitch and then he does the rest of the work. Right. Uh, you're planting that seed and, and he'll, and, and sometimes that can be frustrating in ministry because mm-hmm. you plant seeds and we want to see growth. We want to see people, you know, fully grow into what they're going to be. And oftentimes we don't get to see that. We, we plant a lot of seed and mm-hmm. often someone else does the watering and the caring and, and all that, but it's God that makes it grow. Um, well, Lucas, mm-hmm. that's my message. Um, so that is the that is some of who the Holy Spirit is. Obviously, we know of Jesus Christ and we know of God the Father. Um, but it's important for us to know that there is only one God. And if there's a passage that most clearly brings all of this together, it's probably Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and it's it's Jesus speaking, and he says this: Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. First. Uh, let's notice that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are distinguished as distinct persons. This is Jesus speaking, and he distinguishes that the three of them are distinct persons. We baptize into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Second, notice that each person must be deity because they're all placed on the same level. In fact, would Jesus have let us baptize in the name of a mere creature? Uh, definitely not. Um, so all of, all of them are on the same playing field here. So each of those persons into whose names we are to be baptized must be a deity, must be God. And third, um, notice that although the three persons are distinct, we're baptized into their name singular, not names plural. So the three persons are distinct, um, yet only constitute one name. this can only be like that if they share one essence. So God in one, one essence in three distinct parts. Um, So let's wrap this sucker up. Have we we unraveled the mystery, Lucas? (laughs) I I think we've definitely given people a good flyby of what's going on. You know, it's, 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 it's complicated, but it's not complicated. Like it's three, it's three people in one person. Right. Is that kind of weird? Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's kind of what it is. And now you can, if you want to, you can spend your entire life studying it and figuring out better. Or you can just say, okay, yep, three and one, got it. Move on. Move on. Uh, the trend. So let, here, I'm gonna just give you some some quick point. Why don't Lucas? Why don't we? Why don't we go back and forth on these? Eh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So number one, the tr- the Trinity the trin- is not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go ahead. No, please. All right. The Trinity is not belief in three gods. There's only one God, and we must never stray from this. Number two, there, this one God exists as three persons. Number three, the three persons are not each part of God, but they are each fully God and equally God. Within God's one divided being, there is an unfolding into three interpersonal relationships, such as there are three persons. 
The distinctions within the Godhead are not distinctions of his essence, and neither are they something added into his essence, but they are the unfolding of God's one undivided being into three interpersonal relationships, such at, such that there are three real persons. Aren't you glad you got the odd numbers? I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> God, number four, God is not one person who took three consecutive roles. That's a heresy of modalism. Uh, the Father did not become the Son and then the Holy Spirit. Instead, there have always been and always will be three distinct persons in the Godhead. Number five, the Trinity is not a contradiction because God is not three in the same way he is one. God is one in essence and three in person. You know what? Just as kind of an aside, I think it's crazy that when you read Genesis and hear about God creating everything, Mm -hmm. it's not until way later in the New Testament uh, in, is it 1 John or John? Um, When it, John, it's John, sorry. I knew it was John. In the book of John, and he's talking about, you know, in the beginning beginning. was the word. but, But you discover as you, Jesus was the one that was creating in creation. Mm hmm. Go, go read it. Go read it. Uh, well, there's so, there's the Trinity so, in a nutshell. Yes. So like I said, uh, in the end, it's kind of a tricky idea, but it, I think of it this way. It's like trying to explain um, what the internet is to an ant. You got a couple problems. One, uh, the concept is just too big to totally explain like what it is. And also, it's too complicated for the ant to fully really figure out. And I feel like that with, with this, I feel like a lot of stuff in the Bible, it's kind of like that. Like, we, we have an idea of what it is, uh, but we might not get the full scope of it till we get to heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Lucas, why don't we, uh, let's do one last question here, and then we'll wrap this sucker up. Mm-hmm. Dude, what type of shoe would be most practical during an apocalypse? For survival purposes, something durable and multi-purpose. Now, user Blobby Man, and this is one of those things where someone would go, username checks out. Um, <laughs> the shoes that have the wheelie things under them, it'll save you energy, though I can't guarantee it'll work going uphill. Is he talking well, about heelys? Is he talking about roller skates or roller blades? I think he's talking about heelys. I think he's talking about heelys too. Would you get heelys in, in an apocalypse? Uh, no, I'd be more likely to fall over and be eaten by zombies. Oh. Although we also have to talk about which apocalypse we're talking about here. Sorry, but read Mr. Grumpy's uh, thought. All right, this is this come well now. See, his his is is pretty decent. Uh, user Grumpy says, "I would go for a heat resistant heavy boot with good grip on the soles. Steel toed is a given. I would also suggest locating a chain drugstore if any survived and stocking up on foot powder. And not pa- an independent drugstore has to be a chain. It has to be a chain. Got to be big brand. Uh, and padded insoles like Dr. Scholl's. Well, you know those independents aren't covered. They don't got Dr. Scholl's there. So Lucas, what are you gonna do? What kind of shoe are you going for?" Okay, before we can really look at this honestly, we have to s- describe which, which apocalypse is it going to be. Um, I wrote down some of the possible apocalypses. I mean, you got your sexy ones like, you know, zombie. Everyone loves the zombie apocalypse. It's so in right now. Yeah. Uh, you got it's, nuclear it's apocalypse. End. I mean, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Uh, Probably. You got just general World War Three. Oh, you're not going to let me say sexy? No, it's too late. Now you said it twice. <laughs> 
and then you have uh, uh, some kind of a virus outbreak, a non-zombie outbreak. Um, so those are some I came up with. I don't know if there's any more you can think of. And if so, which one do you think we're talking about here? Or do you just want one for an unknown, unspecified apocalypse? Uh, wow. Or biblical. There's also biblical, right? The, well, see, the, there's the biblical apocalypse. I'm going to go with, uh, with your classic viral apocalypse, but it's the viral apocalypse that makes people act like zombies while not being real zombies, according okay. to, you know, pop culture. Yes, that's true. So um, you're, you're not going to get your runners. You're not going to get your, uh, like, you know, you're just going to get people that can't really walk. That's, that's the apocalypse I'm going for. Um, I do like the idea that they think shoes are going to be the most important survival item. I mean, well, actually they're going to be important now. I, I thought about it a lot. Now, I when I was writing my list, a I lot? was thinking zombie apocalypse. Really? You thought about this a lot? Well, just it's it's. I remember I read it. In terms today of a zombie apocalypse, it. you put a lot of thought into the impending zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's it's important to know where you stand. It's a good mental exercise. Well, and we're here to um, answer questions, so I'm I'm sorry for being so disparaging. Actually, a fun fact: I was listening to on somebody else's podcast. They were talking about how. Um, a computer, like somewhere, I think it was like in Edmonton, some university created a uh, like a simulation of an actual zombie apocalypse. Like it started in like New York and then it like would spread out fast and all this stuff. And you can like, you could tweak the variables. And then they said that nine times out of 10, like humanity like survives or and like they figured out the safest places to be and all this. It was interesting, but Oak Island you, with the dinosaurs. Oak Island. Yeah. I mean, you got to get, I, I, I got to assume your people are going to go to the island. They're going to blow that bridge, and you're safe. You'll eat potatoes for a while, but you'll live a good life. Um, you get raspberry cordials. You're you're good to go. Now, I was thinking. Now this is this will work for zombie, but I think it worked for a lot of other us. Something fast, which was why I, I don't think I would go with steel toe. Um, quiet, so something that doesn't have a real hard soul. Um, nothing with wheels on it. Uh, <laughs> that's just going to lead to trouble. Usually apocalypses aren't known for their clear runways as far as, you know, roads go. Um, so I'm thinking either a sneaker, a straight up sneaker or like a hiking sneaker, because usually in these things, they're walking a lot. So you're not going to want a steel toed boot um, because, you know, now I do have a friend who has a pair of steel toed cowboy boots that he swears by. They're not great on ice. But he does love them for everything else. Uh, he says they're the most comfortable thing in the world once you break them in. But I am still going to go with a nice uh, nice pair of hiking sneakers. So it's got the long distance. It's got the quiet. Um, it's as fast as I can be, which is not that fast. Um, but, yeah, I think I'll go with a, with a nice, dependable, high, high-end hiking sneaker. And yourself? I, sir, am going with the Back to the Future self-lacing Nike Maglock shoe. <laughs> Oh, you know someone's going to beat you up for that, though. Uh, that's fine. Come and get me. Let me tell you why I'm using this shoe, Lucas, because in the event that I've got to do a lot of running, the last thing you want are laces all over the place. Oh, laces for days. That's what trips you up you f and you fall, and then, bam, the zombies are on you. Not with these shoes. These shoes lace up all by themselves. And you want to say Velcro. Let me tell you, Velcro still wears and tears and it flips and flops and it goes all over the place. And before you know it, you've got a, a Velcro tear in your shoe. Mm -mm, not happening. No zombies getting it, in this boy. And if it is a zombie apocalypse, you're, you found your quiet hiding place, you go take off your shoes and all they hear is 
and then you're eating, right? right? It's so loud. So this is silence. Stealth. It's stealth. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. Lucas, thank you for giving up another one of your evenings to spend it with me on this podcast. And thank you, listeners, for all the questions and things. So, one of you must have been this person about the shoes, right? That had to be one of you on Reddit. Uh, Lucas, take us home. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at, at Oxford Holy Club. Our email is OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. So send all those questions our way right there. On social media, please use the hashtag OHClub. And for every five-star rating you give us on iTunes, um, we will read it on the air. So please like and subscribe. And if you can, if you can, please Become a supporter of the podcast with a small monthly donation. Uh, I, I I keep saying it, and you're probably tired of hearing it. You maybe stopped listening right now. But if you can, you could give one, five, or ten dollars a month just to help uh, with keeping the podcast going. You know, upgrading equipment and quality and things like that. We still got to pay for Lucas's. Um, oh, that restaurant that he went to, Dairy Queen Run. Um, we got yeah, that one's on us. Uh, But you know what? But more importantly than any of that, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.